Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your hosts, Tom Zappala and Boston sports personality, John Mallory. Uh, <laughs> it's a very depressing day. Oh, my Lord. Very, very <clears throat> depressing day. Right. The Patriots game wasn't bad enough. This is like... <laughs> this is torture. Horrible. This is like It's ridiculous. torture. <laughs> Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappala, my co-host and dear friend, J.M. John Mallory. As you can see, uh, we are both, as everybody knows, diehard Red Sox fans. And... I had the pleasure. I don't even know if I had the pleasure. I don't. I I had the pleasure of seeing one of our good friends uh, and followers, Steve Lane, at the National Sports Collectors Convention. Yeah, (sighs) great guy. Steve and I were chatting, and um, Steve gave me a present, which you can see right here. And this is a beautiful martini glass. Yeah, and I believe this was from. Mickey Mantle's restaurant, and John's going to clarify that. Mickey Mantle's restaurant in New York City, uh, and John stole it uh, from Steve. there. When, when he, I mean, Steve yeah. stole it uh, from there when he was a kid. No, I'm sure he bought it <laughs> uh, and was nice enough to give it to me as a gift. Because you like a martini every now and then. Ellen and I, as, as many people know, <laughs> we we have been uh, we have a martini just about every night, sure, with our cheese and crackers or a little antipasto. Right now, I told Steve that I was going to have a martini and you were going to share it with me, as was Chrissy, right, um, on the air. But you know something, people know that uh, we record the day before. Uh, the show, and it's Tuesday, and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, Right. and if I have a martini uh, now, uh, I'll be pretty much useless for the rest <laughs> of the day, so I will have the martini tonight um, with my lovely wife. I'll take a picture, put it up on the and social And we will media post and it, and I'm yeah. going to drink it out of this goddamn martini glass. <laughs> with that being said, welcome to the Great American Collectible but Show. To, and don't forget... You're, you're going to talk about why we're winning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we're going to get into that. Okay. But you can, uh, you can watch us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, listen to us on your favorite podcast uh, platform like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, you can even ask Alexa to play the Great American Collectible Show. In a few minutes, if we can find him, John Tarby <laughs> from JT Sports is going to be uh, joining us. Uh, uh, Technical difficulties. He's, he's, he's not, uh, not to be found. Uh, I'm sorry? Steve is right. here, right. Uh, and uh, he, John's going to be joining us, and a little later on, Paul Borges from PB Collectibles uh, is going to be joining us. Awesome. So let's start with our good friend Steve. Steve, without a doubt, that is the ugliest freaking jacket I've ever seen in my entire life. Is there some back backstory to that thing? No, um, my daughter is getting uh, married in Boston on the weekend of Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford's birthday. 
And she was a Yankee fan when she lived with me years ago until she went to Boston University and decided to become a Red Sox fan. Good so girl. I promised her at some point in time during the wedding ceremony, I'm going to be wearing this. I've got the tie <laughs> and the cummerbund that go with it. Oh. And I'm sure she'll be totally mortified and embarrassed. But yes. I'm giving her a fair warning. I'll be in Boston in a couple of weeks wearing this. This is from uh, my personal tailor, Louie of Newark, New Jersey. Louie of Newark, New Jersey. $25.99 off the rack. Looks like Chris Chambliss threw up on a jacket, and that's what it looks like now. And, and of course, behind me, I just want to make this point immediately because I know it's part of the theme of the show. Photograph behind me was taken just a couple of weeks ago, the Yankees celebrating Boston ending up in last place in the American League. <laughs> well, as you can all see, I am wearing uh, Yankee garb for the first and last time in my adult life. Yes. As is JM. I've decided this, to support you. This, this was loaned to me. I didn't buy it. I would never pay a freaking dime for this stuff. This was loaned to me by a good friend, Mark Battle, who is a diehard Yankee fan who's grown up in Boston his whole life. Right. Um, so, Mark, I guess I want to say thank This you. is actually my jersey. It's a Wade Boggs Yankee jersey. You can't see the name why, on why the would you? Why would you I even got, own one I of those? He was one of my favorite players, and I got a little pissed when the Red Sox let him go. So I got a Yankee jersey that said Wade Boggs. But my old man who passed away in 1994, my dad will be looking down with pride now because he was a huge Yankee fan. He loved Joe DiMaggio. All right, let's talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox. We're going to get into some collecting. But uh, why are we wearing them? You had a bet. I had a bet that the whoever <laughs> came in dead last, if if Steve was going to lose the bet, he was going to wear Red Sox paraphernalia. If the Yanks finished last. Right. But the, right, if the Yankees finished last. The Red Sox finished last. So, so here we go. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. And even, and even though you are not choosing to drink today and i understand that you have to oh, no, work. i'm gonna have one tonight you, you, you can have it tonight I, I don't have to work but i've brought with me the 1996 yankee bottle of champagne from gotcha. when they won that world series signed by the mvp of that world series john wetland i've also got for those who are old enough to remember this is painful. It really is. My Ballantine <sighs> beer, because every time the Yankees hit a home run, it's a Ballantine blast. Yeah. And I'm going to be drinking it out of my <laughs> Mickey Mantle beer glass that, yeah, I stole this one too. Wait, let me see. <laughs> now, John, I mean, uh, Steve, did you, did you get these from when he had the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Now that restaurant's closed now, right? I mean, oh, no. Did, yeah, yeah. It's been closed. How for old? How old's time. that beer you're drinking, man? They still make Ballantine? What? Um, <laughs> it was. It it's was, not uh, wine, dude. Beer doesn't age 19, well. <laughs> 19, 1963. Great. Nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> That's great. That's great, Steve. All right, Steve. So let's let's cut to the chase here. Um, Red Sox wound up in last place. And by the way, we're going to talk about your book, which I love. Outstanding. And we're going to talk about just uh, some of your memorabilia. Uh, you have a phenomenal, phenomenal Mickey Mantle collection, probably the best in the country or one of the best in the country. Mm. And I want to talk about some of the other collecting. Uh, I don't know if you do other collecting, but we're going to talk about that. But, you know, let's keep things in perspective here. I got a couple of questions to ask you. So in this century... 
How many championships <laughs> have the uh, have the Yankees won? It's irrelevant, okay? <laughs> because we're talking about this past year. That's the purpose of the show. I've already looked it up. There was a Boston writer. I don't know who he was. You you might know him. You might have read the article in describing the Red Sox season this year of it's going to be Shaughnessy. 78 and 84 <laughs> called it one big blob of suck and indifference. <laughs> that had to be Shaughnessy. So, so I don't care how many championships the Yankees have won or not well, won in this century. I've simply they have never had a season that anybody called one big blob of suck. That's because New York writers, they're not as literate as we are. Exactly. We don't, they, don't, they can't turn a phrase I mean, like listen, that. we're just trying to keep – I'm trying to lay a foundation here yeah. uh, for, for people to kind of see the whole general picture by asking the questions, not only how many championships have the Yankees won uh, in this century, but – how many championships have New York teams won yeah. in this in this uh, century? <laughs> As well, opposed, truth, I don't care about New York teams. I grew up a Celtics fan. Okay, okay. Right. going back to Havlicek, Satch Sanders, Larry Siegfried. I can name the lineup from the mid to late '60s. So I don't care about the Knicks. And you know, I'm a Saints fan. I've been down here for 45 years, so I'm a Saints fan. Hey, wait. Did the Saints play the Patriots yesterday? <laughs> the oh, I don't, no, no, I don't want to get off topic. I'm this sorry, is I'm an sorry. awful show. I, I apologize. This is I this is, we are not this sending show. this show in yeah, for an award. Yeah, you want to talk about is fine. <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. Don't screw with me because I'll come back double on this. <laughs> this, this is this is so essentially great. though you're celebrating the Yankees' fourth place finish, right, Steve? Not a lot to be proud well, of. Well, actually, when I turned the paper upside down, they're in second. You know, it's funny you say that because they showed, I was watching TV a couple of weeks and they showed a thing of the Fenway board that has the standings. And I said, did they, is there a problem here? It was an upside down. It used to be Tampa and Baltimore and Toronto. <laughs> here, here's how I look at it. Okay. The Red Sox suck. Okay. Yeah. They just suck. I can't argue put, that. Put point. that off on the side. Okay. The Yankees did not have a good season. But they've got some reason for hope because they're getting rid of these old guys like Donaldson. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Stanton. Yes, he sucks. And Rodon, yes, he sucks. But you got the Cy Young Award winner. You got a Judge who had 37 homers and still missed 50 or 60 games. Can, I, can you're, 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 you're really uh, – you're barking. You're, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. I'm backing yep. <laughs> <laughs> the future. And I'm being honest here. Yeah. The future of the Red Sox. I'm, I'm talking about next year is much brighter than the future of the Yankees. And I'm going to tell you why the, the Red Sox had the fourth best minor league system in baseball this year. Next year, you're going to see three or four, Yeah. three or four kids that have tremendous amounts of talent that are going to be in the starting lineup. Right, and you're going to get a new general manager who's going to mix in some veterans and some free agents. The Red Sox are going to be back. Your problem is your manager is Aaron Boone, and he still is Aaron Boone, and, oh no, who's and, probably and, the single worst manager in the and, history and, of baseball. And Mr. Cashman, uh, the Yankee philosophy has always been to buy talent, right? and their minor league system sucks. And the other thing is the Red Sox won a World Series just five years ago. I mean, your minor league system is, is in disarray, Steve. Our goal well, is to look, make you feel look, bad the before the end of this segment. The Yankees segment. were smart, and at the end of the year, they probably should have done it earlier. They had a very good September after they brought up all those young players to play, 
and decided, okay, we can't go with Stanton. You know, we got to get rid of Hicks and all these other guys. Um, You know, you can't control the fact that Rizzo uh, was out for 100 games this year. No doubt, no doubt. You know, injuries happen. Everybody has injuries. But I have reason to believe that if Rizzo is out there, you got Gleyber Torres at second, Volpe at short. I think Wells is going to be a good catcher. And you've got a good pitching staff if they could just stay healthy. And, and you know, they, they, they tried Michael King as a starter. And in his last eight starts uh, in August and September, he had a 1.88 ERA. So I have reason for hope, too. Uh, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, convinced that they'll get to a World Series next year. But depending upon injuries... They, they should have a, a a better team. In terms of Boone, I don't know that it's his fault because I don't know who's calling the shots. I don't know who's telling him what to do. Even Judge said the other day, we got to re- re-look at how we're doing the numbers on analytics. So somebody may be telling Boone what, what he's got to do and not do, and he's just taking orders. We'll find out after next year because he's only got one year left on his contract. Hey, Steve, so, what do you what think happens. of, uh, as a baseball fan, what do you think of analytics and the place it the place it holds and the role it plays in what we see on the field day in and day out? I personally would not use it because I believe that if Billy Martin had been managing the 2023 Yankees, they make the playoffs. You know, Just so because of basic Boone, dis- human decision-making. If you're decision going to say that Boone yeah. sucks, yeah. Uh, then you got to say, all right, put in somebody the – direct opposite of Boone, which would be somebody like Billy Martin. All right. So you guys are saying you're both saying, I think, saying the same I'm thing. Not, I'm not anti-analytics. I just think it's a it's, great it's a great thing to have. It's to a tool. Use. It's, it's, but it's, I think when you're making every decision based on analytics, you're making a mistake. And he's right. You're missing the human element of the game. You're missing the timing when it happens, the tenor of the game that all that stuff goes out the window. And I don't like the over specialization of the game either. You know, look, to me. When I get, you get into an extra inning game and you're starting with a guy on second base, yeah, that's and you're the home team, and the visitors haven't scored, the first guy up should be bunting. Just yeah. bunt the guy to third, right? And either get a ground ball to second or a fly ball, and the game is over. That's right. And they don't do it now. Whether or not they're not doing it because somebody upstairs is saying that's not the right move, given analytics, I don't know if it's Boone's fault or not. Now yeah. there was a game the last week of the season where Stanton uh, got a double. It was the bottom of the ninth or, or 10th. They should have put in a pinch runner. They didn't. The next guy gets up and hits a single. Well, right. Stan's got to stop at third. The next guy gets up and hits a ground and a short. You're told to run on the crack of the bat. Well, Stanton was out at home plate by 10 feet. Now, is that analytics making a decision or is it Boone not making the right decision? Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's one little positive thing that's happened with the Red Sox that I don't even know if you've picked up on this. Do you realize that yesterday, besides getting rid of their pitching coach and their third base coach, they fired their interpreter? They're bringing in a new interpreter. <laughs> that might be the issue. Now, no. <laughs> let's, let's read between the lines. Yeah. They're saying that they're bringing oh, in... Oh, I know what you're They're thinking. bringing in a new interpreter because Yoshida was having a difficult time. But is that really the reason that they're bringing in a new interpreter? Otani. Otani. <laughs> and, and the pitcher in Japan. 
Yeah. What's his name? Mashida, whatever the hell his name is. <clears throat> right. So, point Just being is pay, cl- pay close attention <laughs> to the fact that the Red Sox now have a new Japanese interpreter. That's a good well, sign. Look, the Yankees did one better. They got a new interpreter. It wasn't reported yet. It'll be out tomorrow. <laughs> new, a, new, a new interpreter that interprets from English to Yiddish. So, I mean, we, we're going to have That's the awesome. next Sandy Koufax, the next nice. you know, Hank Greenberg. Whatever. Right. That's it. That's uh, it. <laughs> all kidding aside, both teams sucked this year. And all kidding aside, it's better for baseball when they're both good. It is. It is. It was. I read an Who article. Who the hell wants to watch the Rays and the some, Orioles? Some, some, someone, someone uh, uh, one of the writers, it was, uh, I think it was an ESPN guy, uh, wrote yesterday that seeing the Yankees and the Red Sox in last place and all of those teams ahead of them was like mom and dad being out for the night, right? <laughs> and having a, a little too much to drink, they come home and the kids are out of control. Right. And that's basically yeah. what it is. I All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We are chatting with Steve Lane, New Orleans Steve. Uh, we have to wear this stuff. By the way, you have to wear it. I'm doing this to support you. Solidarity, baby. <laughs> Solidarity. So, uh, Steve, you're going to be with us. Uh, Steve, we may keep you on the whole show now. Tobby has. If you want to have a good show, you will. If you want to have, you know, crap, just let me go. Tobby is MIA. If we can bring him in, fine. If not, hey, it is what it is. You know how they put the quotes on Yankee State? They should put that. If you want to have crap, then let me go. Steve Lane. (laughs) Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com. Or call 303-840-2784 for more information. Let's go! Hi everyone, this is Rico Petroselli. JustCollect.com, a leader in the vintage sports card industry, is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. 
Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. And we are back here on the Great American Collectibles Show, and I want to let you know that CSA Shows is proud to present the Chantilly Show, being held March 31st through April 2nd, held at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia, just minutes from the Dulles International Airport. Celebrating over 27 years at the same location, there will be over 300 dealer tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space. With both vintage sports cards and memorabilia, as well as modern-day sports treasures, you won't have to look very far for that special card, bat, ball, or autograph. Major auction houses and third-party grading companies will be on site to assist you with your collecting and authentication needs. Some of your favorite superstars will be on hand, including football greats Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons, Randy Moss, Emmett Smith, and many, many more. For more information, go to www.csashows.com. That's the Chantilly Show where you can find all of your sports collectible treasures. Okay. Welcome to another Gax Moment, brought to you each week by our good friend Paul Borges and PB Collectibles, your neighborhood card shop. Go to pbcollectibles.com to find that special card or piece of memorabilia. This week, we're going to talk about a couple of really cool cards. I was having a conversation with our good friend Al Cristofoli from Love of the Game Auctions, and we were talking about what has become the new Mona Lisa in card collecting. As we all know, the collector world, there are two cards that have had the biggest impact on the hobby in the last hundred years. This first one you can see, it's the famous or infamous Honus Wagner card. 
Now, this is the Honus Wagnercard that belongs to our good friend uh, Ken Kendrick from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the backstory is, as we all know, most collectors know, there are only 60 of them in existence. And the reason being is a little, little uh, gray. The area is gray as to what the reason is. Reason number one is that Honus Wagner was anti-smoking and did not want to be associated with tobacco because they were in pack, uh, cigarette packages. The other, the other story, legend, is that they weren't paying him enough money, so he yanked his card. In any event, this Wagner card today, if, if it were to go on auction, would command somewhere north of $20, $25 million. It's that card. But now, the other card, of course, is a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle. Now, this is the 52 Mickey Mantle in a PSA 10, and this card also belongs to Ken Kendrick uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks. The difference between the Mantle and the Wagner is that there are 1,800 of these that are in existence. So why is this card so popular and so valuable? This particular card, if we were to go up for auction, would probably command 40, 45, $50 million. Amazing. Card on the left is the card, that's what our good friend Derek Grady from uh, Heritage Auctions, that's the card that sold for $12.9 million uh, a couple of years ago. So why, why is the Mantle card, why has that really become the Mona Lisa? Well, there are several reasons. Number one, it's a baby boomer card. That card has a special place in its, in its heart for the baby boomer generation. Came out in 1952. Beautiful was the first Topps issue. Beautiful, colorful cards. Just, just, and Mickey Mantle was Mickey Mantle at the time. Just one of the greatest players in the history of the game. And basically a Hollywood star at that time. The legend of Cy Berger, the marketing guru for Topps, also plays into it because Cy, when they couldn't sell many of these cards, dumped cases and cases of 52 tops into the ocean uh, from a barge that he rented. And that kind of added to the mystique of the mantle card. Then, of course, there was the big find in 1986 by Mr. Mint Alan Rosen. And he, uh, in Massachusetts, as a matter of fact, uh, he bought a collection that had been sitting around, and there were 42 mantle cards uh, in that collection, and several of which were PSA 9s and 10s. I think Marshall Fogo, if I recall, uh, bought the 10. So it was the first Topps issue, but it wasn't even his rookie card. The card you're looking at right now, the 51 Bowman, is really the true mantle card, but that card does not hold any weight when it compares to the 52 Mantle. So I guess the, I guess the bottom line is, is that Mickey Mantle, the 52 Mickey Mantle card, has really replaced, in my opinion, the T206 Honus Wagner card. Mantle, great player, the mystique of Mickey, the mystique of Alan Rosen and the fine, the Cyberger barge, all of that brings it all together and that card, without a doubt, is the go-to card for this century. And that's another Gax moment. Okay, let's get back to our dear friend, Steve Lane, 
from New York by way, no, from New Orleans by way of <laughs> New York, who, uh, again, <laughs> Steve, really, burn the jacket. Make the jacket go away. Don't embarrass your daughter. I am begging you, do not embarrass your daughter at her wedding. Uh, look, just the fact that I'm her father embarrasses her, so I don't know if the jacket's going to make any difference. That's a good point. All right, listen, let's talk about, uh, let's switch gears. We've talked enough about the Yankees and the Red Sox and the fact that they both suck, however, that yes. the uh, the Red Sox have some, some future. Right. Let's talk about, number one, uh, is that Mr. Tobby? Yeah, we're going to bring Mr. Tobby in. And uh, this is good timing now. Yeah. Because uh, John... Uh, I don't know if he can hear us yet. John, can you hear us? No, he can't. John, can you hear us? Um, I'm here. He's here. All right. Uh, I know you. I know you know Mr. Uh, Lane very well. You hey, guys, John. Have done some John, pieces. I already destroyed these freaking guys, so it's easy for you. I mean, they're just out of it. Forget it, John. As you can see, we lost a damn bet uh, to Steve. And as a result, I have to wear this this stuff, uh, <laughs> as does John for the, for this show. Um, you guys, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. I feel so dirty. I really. It's this is like. <laughs> I believe. I, 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 Ellen says, "What the hell do you have on?" It's like the Scarlet Letter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was the Red Sox worse. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to talk about, we talked about the Yankees and the Red Sox, how both teams really sucked, but that the future of the Red Sox uh, is, is more promising than the future of the Yankees because the future of the Yankees have guys your ages on their team <laughs> as opposed to the Red Sox who uh, have kids now. And they, 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 we, have, we, have, we have a positive feeling about them. Yes, John, so don't, look, John... Marijuana is apparently legal in Boston. I don't know what these guys have been smoking, but you know, I just let him. I let him look. It's enough that they wore the shirts and he's drinking the martini out of a mantle glass. I'm not going to push him over the edge. You know, let him believe whatever the hell they want. Sure, you know, down the road. Yeah, it's a sharp. All right, listen. Let's talk about Steve. First of all, your book. Yeah. your book was great. Uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna segue into John, but it was a great book. Tell us about it. How long did you did it take you to work on it? Hold it up, uh, and I want to we want to know about your collection. Tell us about the book and your collection. All right. First of all, next week is Mickey Mantle's uh, what would have been his ninety third birthday, October twentieth. So it's a perfect time if you're a Mantle fan, a Yankee fan, a baseball fan, historian. I mean, this book is for you. It's gotten rave reviews. Thank you from Tom and JR and others. It's on sale at the Baseball Hall of Fame, and they would not be selling this book if they didn't think it was an excellent uh, book. It's gotten great reviews from Bob Costas and Mickey Mantle's sons and others. So if you are into Mickey Mantle and the Yankees, I think it would be a great gift coming around the holiday seasons. You can get it at themickeymantle.com. Um, and Stevie, tell while people I'm what's, what's about my book and and my collection. Just I'll give up, Tom, because I know you need the freaking help in getting anybody to watch this show. <laughs> I'm going to give you an exclusive, okay, that nobody else knows about that I just decided to do today. 
just looking at you in the Yankee uniform. It's like I'm watching those animal commercials where they tell you to send money. I just feel so sorry for Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. It's true. Exclusive announcement. I'm, I'm in the process of contracting with Heritage Auctions so that over the next two to three years, I'm going to be liquidating my entire collection. Are you really? And if I can't hold on to it any longer, my daughter doesn't want it. And I don't want her to be burdened with having to worry about it if anything happens to me. But anyone who's interested in one of a kind, one of one museum quality collectibles, these are going to be the auctions for you. And if you look in my book, whatever's in that book is going up for sale. And in fact, they started in uh, coming up in November next month. A uh, few items that I'm selling are uh, Mickey Mantle's personal checkbook uh, from the 1970s where the top check is signed in blank by him. So you might want to check cool. with the bank. Who knows how much Mickey left in there? I, you got it signed. All you got to do is fill in the number. Um, his, a 1947 high school newspaper, and it was the only time that he ever signed his name, Mickey Chuck Mantle. His middle name is Charles. You see thousands of baseballs signed Mickey Charles Mantle. Nothing's ever been signed Mickey Chuck Mantle. One of one. I've got the 1974 Hall of Fame book from his induction and Whitey Ford's induction signed by about 10 or 15 athletes, including Mantle, Ford, Satchel Page, uh, Casey Stengel, Stan the Man Musial. So it's real, uh, Mrs. Lou Gehrig. It's a nice collection of signatures. And the last thing is a 1959 one of one type one photo that was done by Sports Illustrated, has never been published. And when I met Mantle at a show in St. Louis in 1994, he was signing everything in black or blue, which is what he usually did. When he saw this photo, he'd never seen it before. He saw this photo. He got up. He walked to the end of the tables, came back with a gold pen, said, I've got to sign this in gold. And it's a beautiful gold, huge gold signature by Mantle. So that'll just give you an idea cool, of what's coming up over the next two or three years. Steve, do you have a, 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 any kind of a bat collection? Because I know you've done business with uh, with John relative to gloves too. But do you have uh, any bats, uh, gamers, uh, Mickey gamers? Oh, yeah. I mean, John's taken advantage of me several times. I mean, <laughs> um, he saw me. At, well, we started off, he sold me. Mickey Mantle's 1963 game used glove. And I got it for a very good price. It was a lot of money, but it was a very good price. Um, and I had to fly through two uh, rainstorms, taking my life in my hands to get to Philadelphia to get the glove. And then we did kind of like a drug deal where I hand him the check <laughs> and he simultaneously hands me a black bag and I don't even know what's in it. And I'm looking at it to make sure it's the real deal. And he's biting the check to make sure it doesn't bounce off the floor. Um, so that's how we started. And then when I was at the, um, I think it was the National, um, he said to me, you know, I've got uh, Mickey Mantle's 1962 All-Star Game bat that he used in the Washington, D.C. All-Star Game. Are you interested? And I said, well, you know, how much is it? And he gave me what was clearly an excessive price. And I said, John, that's, you know, that's a little too high. And he said, well, look, 
I'll tell you what. What if I get the owner of the bat to come to the national, meet with you, take a photograph with you, handing you the bat? Uh, how about that? And I'm thinking, I said, John, why do I care who the owner of the bat is? And he said, well, uh, the owner of the bat is Reggie Jackson. So I said, okay, is that cash or check? And then Reggie <laughs> showed up, took his picture with me, sent me a nice letter confirming the bat was his from Mickey Mantle's 1962 All-Star Game. So I've got that. I've got Mantle's 1953 uh, game-used bat from only And his, these are all uh, going to be on, at some point in time, on the Heritage Auction site. All of them, including... Uh, it, and that's not even what I would. That's good stuff, but it's not. It's not the. the no, the, and I understand the that, but I want to. I, I want to ask John a question, John. So when when items sure. like that go up on an auction, for, like I know you authenticate them all. Would you ever consider buying a bat a bat back and reselling it, like like a fifty three mantle gamer, or do you just let them go? Well, you know, honestly. You know, there's if I'm the authenticator, um, as far as I'm concerned, personally, I feel that it's a conflict of interest. Okay. So, honestly, in the last, I would say, five to ten years, I have a very, very low profile uh, when it comes to, you know, bidding on uh, bats. Right. I'll bid okay. on other material. Right. But as far as you're concerned, the only time I really get involved is if a client asks me, is out of town, and wants me to uh, watch a piece for him. Got you. Got you. Oh, I thought we were going to break. We're not. No, no, okay. no. We have, we have a few more minutes. <laughs> well, ha wait, hang on a second, guys. Oh, he's taking it's a time drink. for a Valentine's oh, Day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, God. I am begging the Lord to take oh, yeah. me. Take me right Valentine's now. I'm begging Day. the Lord to take me. <laughs> wait, he's drinking too. Jesus. <laughs> so... John, uh, staying on the mantle thing, in terms of the bat market, I mean, we know where mantle is in terms of cards and memorabilia. Is he, you know, a Mount Rushmore guy in terms of bats? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, uh, Teddy Ballgame. Right. Uh, you know, these are some, you know, pillars. They're do you, pillars do you, of do you the see bat. a lot of mantle bats come in and out? No, no, not anymore. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get, you know, we'll get our share of modest bats, but the great ones, few and far between. Really? Interesting. Yep. We are and chatting with the... It's not only bats. It's not only bats. I'll give, you, I'll give you news that's two hours old, I think. Number one, Costco announced that they are now selling rare sports memorabilia. And if you go to their site... They've got a 1951 Bowman card signed by Mantle that they're listing for $250,000. And, <laughs> and Topps Timeless uh, announced today the sale of a one-of-one one 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle NFT that sold for $471,000. So he's everywhere. Okay, it's bats, it's balls, it's caps, it's, you know, all kinds of memorabilia, including cards. The, people are going to try to make money off of Mickey Mantle's name no matter what. We, we are chatting with uh, John Tobby from JT Sports, and Steve's going to be with us a couple of more minutes. 
and then we're going to let him uh, retreat to his uh, dry cleaners and have his dry cleaners burn the damn jacket that he has on. But, John Tarby, you were recently at PSA. Tell us about that. You were out there business-wise to authenticate bats and gloves? Yes. Uh, now and then we'll uh, schedule a West Coast trip. Uh, we set up at PSA headquarters, and we accept on-site uh, consignments uh, at the facility. Very, very, very cool. What's the authentication process like for a bat, John? I mean, how much technology is used when going about figuring out if it's real or not? Well, you know, every, every bat that comes in goes through a 25-step uh, examination. And, you know, if we, uh, well, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, processes, we just had uh, two bats that were in that require material analysis on the barrel. So they've been sent off to, uh, you know, notable uh, concerns. And we're expecting results uh, trying to place these pieces right in the hands of the player. John, is my uh, Mickey Mantle wiffle bat worth anything? <laughs> uh, sure. It's worth uh, probably about $2. <laughs> it, no, it, you joke. If it's a Mickey Mantle wiffle bat from the 1960s, it's going to be worth hundreds, if not thousands. Nah, I don't have one. It Trust me. It. He's lying. I, I don't have <laughs> one. Yeah, packaging. You know what I do have, though? I have, a, I have kind of a cool – I have I don't know where the hell I got it. Years ago, it's a rubber baseball from the 1940s signed by – it's a, it's a uh, uh, facsimile, Joe DiMaggio. But it's kind of a cool little rubber baseball that you used to yeah. play stickball with. That's great. You guys want to buy that? <laughs> Interested? <laughs> Neither one of you are interested. That hurts. No, yeah. not, not, not really. That really hurts. All right, Steve, we're gonna, we have about a couple more minutes. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the book. Now, there's a rumor circulating that uh, a lot of people are going to want to buy this book for Christmas. Uh, is, the, is the website going to shut down after that? Yeah, after that. I've decided uh, January 1st is going to shut down, and the remaining books will probably end up going to Heritage and what they're going to do is, if you're a successful bidder uh, in my auction, you get a free copy. But you get it much cheaper if you buy it through themickeymail.com <laughs> or at the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's a good book. John, uh, do you have a copy of the book? Have you seen it? I do. Yep, yep. I have a copy at arm's length. There it is. You know, I love the book because, for me, it's good bathroom reading. Uh, really enjoy it. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, just uh, that's the way that's, I do that's, it. Thanks for the image. Well, I'm uh, just appreciate letting you know. That. That's great. Just letting you know. Uh, John, let's talk about a little bit about um, right now. we got about one minute. About a minute. What's hot right now, whether it's an item or a player in terms of bats? What's hot? Yeah. Well, still show. show Otani. Okay. Um, yep. Also, uh, we're getting starting to get uh, quite a few calls. Bryce Harper. There you go. All right. You're talking about Otani that's going to be playing for the Red Sox next year. <laughs> right? I'll give, you, I'll give you one more that's hot. I don't We're, know how long it's going to last. we got 30 I seconds. Personally, I personally wouldn't buy it, but I know people that would. It says, over the last 30 days, over 21,000 Brock Purdy cards have sold on know, eBay that's, that's for, yeah. two, for $2.2 million dollars. 
the average selling price is 105 and up to 10,000, which will lead you in your to, into your discussion exactly. of, you know, the modern version. Exactly. Of we, and we've talked about it. Into. All right, this is Steve. We're going to let, uh, we have to let Steve go. Uh, John is going to stick with us uh, for the rest of the show, and we're going to be bringing in Paul, our good friend Paul Borges from PB Collectibles. Professor Paul is Professor his new Paul. nickname. Professor and Paul John, is his new nickname. John, once they let me go, I mean, you're on your own, but no matter what they try to pepper you with or ask you with, you just come back with 27, baby. Oh, 27. Listen to me. We are bringing in recruits now. You're out. We're bringing right. in Borges. A, a Red Sox guy, so it's going to be three against That's one. Right. They, didn't even, they didn't even have the internet last time the Yankees won. Steve, uh, good luck uh, at the, with your daughter's <laughs> wedding, and great job with the yeah. book, and we'll see you down right. the road. Take care, Steve. Take care. Right. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Bye, we guys. come back. Professor Paul is going to join us All along right. with Mr. Tarby, who finally got on with us. Hang in there. We'll be right back. All right. It's a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, 
and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. So, Zap, the question is... How does your company or organization do promotions? That's the question. Is it? Go ahead. Okay. Imprinted products keeps your brand in front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. For the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, give Petroselli Marketing Group a call at 800-264-4294 or email us at mp at petrocellimkt.com. And I want to talk to you now. Quick. About our friend Tom Ruggi and the staff at Destiny Wealth Management. If you're a card or memorabilia collector, have you ever thought about how to manage your collection long term? Well, I certainly have. I look at my personal collection and through the advice and expertise of Tom Ruggi, have learned that you need a professional to help categorize, evaluate, and eventually put a liquidation plan together with dealers or auctioneers if you or your family decides to sell your collection. Most importantly, you need to be aware of the tax ramifications when you liquidate. And don't forget, Ruggi Wealth Management will also handle all of your investment needs. That's Ruggi Wealth Management, the go-to company to manage your collectible decisions. All right. We have professional. Professor Paul Borges with us. Hey, Paul, how are you? 
Hey guys, how are you? Good, Paul. I don't Tough know if you've, uh, you guys ever met. Do you know John? I John, I actually introduced myself out in the Philly show. I don't know if you remember me or not, but I oh. went over and John doesn't remember what happened 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, John? I'm good and you. Good. I right, Paul, 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 first of all, thank you for, you know, uh, kind of rescuing us because, uh, <clears throat> you know, we have to wear this stuff today. But anyway. It, it definitely looks very different. I'll say that. <laughs> very does. different look. It does. Uh, <laughs> listen, real quickly, Paul, let's talk about PB Collectibles. You, if I, you know, you've, you email me periodically when some great stuff comes in. You picked up some nice pieces. Yes, some very nice. Uh, I don't have the DeLong here. I picked up a 33 DeLong Garrick and a PSA 5. Uh, walked in from a customer that I've known for a number of years. And then uh, I got a, a, a maze, very nice. maze that came in, uh, lower grade, and, uh, an Aaron rookie. And then uh, about 50, uh, I mentioned this before, but the uh, T202s came in. Beautiful uh, cards. Mid-grades, five, sixes, and so forth. So, yeah, we've been very fortunate. It's been it's been great. It's been hey, good. John, do people walk in off the street with bats or gloves into your facility? They do not. So what do they, what do they have to call to make an appointment? Well, we take appointments, but uh, rarely we're, you know, we're here uh, in town, and purposely we don't keep a uh, – you know, a presence for the retail market. Right. Um, but we do, uh, we take a number of appointments and you can, you know, schedule something, come down and we'll do the authentication while you're here. Now, it's besides uh, a bats. I mean, you specialize in gloves, jerseys, a whole bunch of stuff, right? We do, you know, the gamut of uh, equipment other than jerseys. Jerseys okay, are the one thing we don't do. Okay. Um was, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Paul, you don't get into memorabilia as much either, correct? I mean, you have I baseballs. Not, I, I do not. But, John, actually, I may be reaching out to you within the next month or two. I have a student who has brought in some unbelievable pieces. They do. Uh, his dad does estate sales and came across about 75 bats. I have not seen them yet. But based on the things that he's brought to me in the card uh, sector, I'm imagining they're going to be some really nice pieces, um, you know, like Mantle, DiMaggio, Williams, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, are they, supposedly are they game- we'll be seeing those. He's from New Hampshire. Supposedly we'll be seeing those in the next month. Paul, are these oh. are most likely these are store-bought bats or are they? I would imagine they're autograph bats. Uh, he said there's 50 to 75. I mean, so, John, let's, let's take a, a, a DiMaggio store-bought bat. That's autographed by DiMaggio. What kind of what kind of value is that? Well, depending on the condition of the bat, if it's uh, the same length and the same yeah. approximate weight Joe used his specs, and it's autographed. I mean, that could range. I'd say twenty five hundred to really? maybe fifty five, sixty five hundred dollars with the autograph and a nice bat in good condition. And and John, what would what would the inscription do for it? Uh, well, it, that depends on what the inscription says. Okay. okay. Everything is personalized to an individual. Yeah. Uh, and that's really, that detracts from the overall value. People like a single signature uh, with no personalization. No, what I mean is it, like, if, like the DiMaggio, the Williams, they have HOFs on them. 
Okay. And Uncle Williams is an odd, is a nice piece on a ball, the HOF 55, I believe. Um, and uh, some of these bats, from what I'm told, have the HOF inscriptions on them. Well, that, you know, it's that's that adds to the, uh, you know, to yeah. the inscription itself. But honestly, as far as the value of the bat is concerned, there's not that much of an impact. Gotcha. It's the, the HOF inscription is, uh, honestly, it's quite common. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Both, both of you guys, and Paul, we'll start with you. Do you have more people coming to Three your minutes. store looking to buy or sell? More people looking to buy, okay. fortunately. Yep. Um, I do get a lot of people coming in to sell, and honestly, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of it is probably junk. Yeah. 20% is really good. Yeah. Um, but definitely seeing a little bit more of an uh, a tick of people coming in a little bit more now to to move stuff. Paul, do you have any problem with someone you know saying no to somebody? Like someone comes and says, "Hey, I have a uh, a Greg Jeffries PSA 10." <laughs> uh, I, I mean, do you have do you have any any problem saying you know something? Not interested. Yes, I do not have a problem with that. It's funny that you say that though, because I've talked to many people that are in business. And some, you know, you try to be the nice guy, but sometimes you, you have to say no. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. We're in business. And John, what about you? If someone comes in, do you have a problem? Someone brings in a a, a, a bat, and they're, they're they're insisting that it's a gamer, and you know that it's not a gamer. Do you have any problem breaking the bad news to them? <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, you know, I. I don't like to break the bad news. I mean, I had one instance with a uh, a grandfather story. You know, granddad went to Yankee Stadium. Ruth gave him the bat, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's it's a retail model bat, you know. And, you know, in that case, you, you have a loving grandfather who is embellishing a story. Yeah. You know, gives the bat to his grandson. But, uh you know, you don't like to say it, but unfortunately, uh, I agree with the 80-20 rule. So that means the bat that I gave my grandson, Johnny, the um, Babe Ruth uh, <laughs> signed bat, uh, after I die, he probably shouldn't bring it to a guy like... Probably not. Right? <laughs> so, uh, Tom, Tom, are those, that jersey you have on, is that studio used? Is that worth money? Let me tell you about this jersey. We have about a minute it's to It's not go. even his jersey. This was low to me. I would not spend 10 cents on the hat not or the even jersey. His jersey. So I reached out to some of my friends who I know are Yankee fans, and one of my good friends, Mark Battle, um, he's a diehard Yankee kid, uh, brought up here. He, he brought me this shirt. And the hat. And I asked him, I said, Do you want me to dry clean it? He says, Don't even you know. You look, like, you look like the Phil Foster character in Bang the Drum Slowly. <laughs> Joe Jarris. You look like Joe Jarris. Doesn't he look like Joe Jarris? This is, this, is a Jeter, <laughs> this is a Jeter shirt. Yeah. Okay. With a Jeter hat. Uh, another overrated ball player, but that's okay. We won't, we won't go down that road. We, we, we won't go down that road. All right, listen, we're just about out of time. JT, I'm glad we were able to get you on. John, you got to do something with your computers. I mean, you know, you can't be buying your computers at like a 7-Eleven. You can't. Right. I am. 
That's clearly a game used computer. Exactly. <laughs> Paul, thanks for coming on. PB Collectibles, a great uh, your neighborhood card shop. But right. now, Paul, we are now going to refer to you as Professor Paul, if that's okay. Oh boy. Paul Absolutely. is a is a college professor, <laughs> college professor at Salve Regina College yeah. in Newport. Uh, which university. is a be- university, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, you know, he says, I'm giving, he, he texted me the other day. He says, I'm giving an exam. I says, I need to talk to you. Flunk them all. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> all right, guys, listen, uh, thanks for coming on board, John. We'll see you down the road. Paul, obviously, we'll see you down the road to our viewers and listeners. Obviously, thank you so much. And I'm going to have my martini tonight in this Mickey Mantle glass, and Ellen is going to film it, and we will post it. <laughs> With that being said, Happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.